Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey, Mom. What are you doing? Oh, hey, Jake. I'm just working on a podcast. Oh, is this the one for the kids, too? Yes, it is. Can I help? Well, sure, Jake. How would you like to help me host today? That would be great. Okay, well, let's tell our listeners a little bit about what we're going to be doing today. Today, all the moms can listen with their kids, right? That's right, Jake. And it will help you learn about Jesus together? That's exactly right, Jake. Good job. I'm really excited. All right, so let's get started. It's our special Mom and Me podcast. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. And today, thank you moms and kids for joining us. We are still with our Big God Questions um, series that kids like to ask. And this week, I have a fun question that James, my five-year-old, asked me on Sunday after church. We had read a Bible story about a miracle, a woman who was sick, who was healed by Jesus. And he asked me that evening, he said, Mom, what is a miracle? And so that is our question today. We're going to be talking about miracles. I think a lot of times as I was processing trying to answer this question for him, we misuse the word miracle. We don't use it accurately. What I mean by that is you heard the phrase. I know that you all have or you've probably said it and I have too. That is a miracle. You know, you say that phrase about things that really are not things of God. They are just things that happen on earth that are unlikely to happen. So, for example, your team that you love, say it's a football team or something because it's fall right now, they are unlikely to win a game, and somehow they pull through and they win. It's something that's unlikely to happen, but a good thing. And so you might use that phrase, it's a miracle, or let's say your room is always a mess, kids, and you just like to throw your toys and your your clothes and everything all over the place. And your mom asks you to clean your room, not really thinking that you will do it all on your own and comes by your room and she can see the floor. So she says, what? It's a miracle. I can see your floor. You know, something like that. We say that phrase, we throw it around all the time, right? But ultimately, a miracle, as I was trying to explain to James, is something that is supernatural. It's unexplained. It's hard for us to even understand it because it's something that God does that only he can do. To you and I, it doesn't really seem humanly possible. A miracle doesn't. It's something that God, he is all powerful. He can do anything. We believe that and we say that all the time. And we know that he's working and moving every day in the little things in our lives and in the things that we don't even see. But a miracle is something that is extraordinary, that is unexplainable, that is a work of the power of God. And to get to witness one is just would be so amazing. There's so many stories in the Bible where you hear about these miracles, you read about them, you read them in your children's Bibles at nighttime. And this is where James's question came from. He wanted to know what is a miracle because he heard this word in the story talking about this sick woman that we're going to talk about in just a second. Psalm 77, 14 says, 
You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. So that's talking about God is all-powerful. God can do anything. The thing that I walked away with explaining this to James just was, do I really believe that? To tell him what a miracle is, to tell him that we need to pray for these and ask for these that are just unexplainable works of God. Do I believe that he can really do those things? And so I want to go through just a couple of miracle stories from the Bible. These are going to be high overviews of these stories. So moms, please go through them in your Bible, in your children's Bible, and really dig down and read these stories to your kids because There are so many amazing miracles in the Bible that we can learn from, and I'm just going to talk about four today very briefly. So the first one that we're going to talk about today is the story that my son James was referring to when he asked me this question. There was a woman, she was sick for 12 years. Can you imagine that? I know there's a lot of sickness in our world right now, kids, and we all still get sniffles and there's coronavirus and all these things. But this woman had been sick for 12 years. That's a really long time. And she had the faith that if she could just touch Jesus, if she could just touch his robe that he was wearing when he was in a big group of people, that she would be healed, that she would be completely well. And that's exactly what happened in this story. And then you have Daniel in the lion's den. This is probably a common one to you all. But Daniel... He um, had been risen into leadership. That alone was a work of God. And there's guys that were jealous of him, and they they convinced the king to say, hey, we don't think we should be able to pray to God anymore, only to you, king. And so the king said, hmm, that seems like a pretty good idea. And not knowing that Daniel loved God and prayed to him every day, it says, in um, the Bible that he would pray without ceasing multiple times a day. And so ultimately what happened is Daniel was caught praying to God and he was thrown in a big den of hungry lions. Now we've all been to the zoo and we've probably seen these big fierce creatures. Most of the time when I take my kids to the zoo, they're just sleeping, right? But you can imagine that If they were hungry, you would be scared of them. I would not want to be trapped in a cage with them, right? And so he is thrown into this den of lions. And it talks about in the Bible how an an angel of the Lord was, was in there with him and how they literally shut the mouths of the lions so that they could not hurt him at all. Every time I read the story to my boys, they're always just like shocked. Like, how did they, how did God shut their mouths? Like, how did, did they just lay there with Daniel? Like, what did they do? And, and we don't know because we weren't there. But ultimately, it was a miracle of God. It was a work of God. So that when this king came back to find Daniel, because he was concerned about him, they were friends. And he came back, did, did your God save you, Daniel? Are you in there? Are you alive still? And Daniel was like, yep, I'm here. The Lord saved me, and he shut these lions' mouths, and they didn't hurt me at all. And so ultimately the, the king decides, hey, people don't need to be praying to me. People need to be praying to Daniel's God, right? And so that was a miracle. There's several miracles in that story. I think about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is a great story, moms, for you to share with your kids. There's a king 
His name was Nebuchadnezzar. He was a very evil king, and he was not a follower of God, and he knew that these three men were. And so ultimately, they got thrown into a fire, like they call it a fiery pit, some people do, but I just think of it as like a big gel of just super hot oven of fire, and these three men were thrown in there. And the guard who was supposed to report back to King Nebuchadnezzar said, I see four people in there. I don't just see three. And so the king had to come check this out for himself. It says it was so hot that the guard couldn't even live, like survive being so close to the heat, right? And there are these three men, but he said he saw four. And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in there with an angel of the Lord who was protecting them. And they were living in literal fire. He he delivered them from the fire, God did. That is a miracle. And it says that Nebuchadnezzar came and said, come out of there. And he saw that these men were completely fine and not burned at all. And so he started praising and worshiping God too. And that was a miracle, right? That is a true miracle. That's a good way to use the word. Now, the last story I'm going to share about is Moses. Um, He had several miracles in his life. First of all, just the way that he came to be the leader of the Israelite people. You probably have heard the story about the little baby in a basket floating down the Nile River. Mom, share that with your kids. But Moses, when he was a grown-up, he was supposed to be the leader of the Israelite people to deliver them from slavery in Egypt. And so... Slavery means that they're keeping the Israelite people, that's God's people, and they're making them work for them and be their slaves. And so they wanted to be freed from this. They prayed to the Lord to rescue them, to save them, and so God sent Moses to do that. And when they were finally given the permission to leave after the ten plagues, they come to this big sea. It's the Red Sea, right? And they're supposed to get across, but there's no way to get across. You can't go around it. It's kind of like the, if you've ever done like, we're going on a bear hunt, you can't go around it. You have to go through it, right? And there's no way that these probably a million people can get through this without God. And and they know that Pharaoh and his people are chasing after them, so they're scared and the Israelites aren't having faith. But Moses does. He has big faith. And he asks God, he says, help me. And so God parts the Red Sea. And my kids always ask, well, if they walk through the bottom of the Red Sea, could it was like there was big walls of just the the water stacked up. And they would be like, can you see the fish in there? And can you see all the things that are uh, swimming inside of the river, like as you're walking across? And I don't know the answer because I wasn't there, but I'd like to think that that would be pretty cool. And so just there's so many stories in the Bible, kids, that the Lord continues. He just shows up and he shows out and he does miracles. And those are just four of dozens and dozens of stories that are in the Bible. So you need to get in in the word. You need to read your Bible. If you have a good kid's Bible, read that with your mom. Say, can we look up these four stories and and read even more and learn about the greatness of God and the miracles that he did? The last thing that I want to leave with you is There are two things that I see that are in common with all these stories, all of these miracle stories from the Bible. 
The first thing is that God is powerful. He can do anything. When these people called on him in these four stories and so many others in the Bible and still us today, he shows up for us. He can do big things. He can do miracles. And so that is the first thing. And the second thing is the people in all four of these stories. You had the sick woman. We had Daniel. We had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's kind of a group one there. And then we have Moses. They all had big faith. And what I mean by that is they knew that if they asked God, if they prayed, if they cried out to God, that he would ultimately heal them. He healed that sick woman, that he would protect them. He protected Daniel from those lions. He protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from that fire. And he would provide for them. Like he provided a way for Moses and all of his Israelite people to get across that Red Sea. If we have big faith, God can do really big things. There's a verse It's in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 3.20. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. I thought of this verse. I love this verse because I love the word immeasurably more than we can imagine. Right. If we have big faith like the sick woman, if we have big faith like Daniel, like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, like Moses, knowing that God can do these miracles, knowing that he can do immeasurably more than we can even imagine. That is big prayers to pray, kids and moms. That is big things to ask. That is having a big faith and trust in a God who can do anything. I've heard it said before like this, and I think this is the best way that I can leave it with you. God is never short on miracle power. He always has the power to do miracles and big things. But we have to have the faith to ask for those things in our prayers and trust that he can deliver us, that he can protect us, that he can heal us as we pray for these big things. So that's all I have for today on what are miracles? I hope that you have learned a lot, but I also hope that you are inspired to get in God's word and read about all the exciting and great miracles that God has done in the Bible, because there are so many there that you can um, learn from and that you can model the big faith that you see from these people in the Bible. Thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has blessed you today, moms, I want you to go and follow our Instagram account at faithful31moms so that you can keep up with the latest with these big God questions or our devotionals or our interviews and that you can share it with other moms. Thank you so much and have a blessed day. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.